Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. We've got a great episode planned for you today. Today, Michael and I are going to be looking back on the Who's Number One Championship, looking at all the different types of matches that happened, all the upsets that happened, and a lot of other different takes throughout the entire jiu-jitsu scene. It was a great weekend for jiu-jitsu, especially on a professional level. But before we get started, don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel and our podcast streams. If you like all the latest breakdowns, guest episodes, and newest clips, make sure you subscribe and like, and make sure you share that stuff. Autumn is in the air, the pumpkins are in the patch, and our friends at Manscaped are here to make sure you don't carve your pant pumpkins when you're grooming, if you know what I'm saying. Make sure you keep your things fresh this fall with the leaders in men's grooming and you have their brand new fourth generation performance package. Boys, get ready for cuffing season like none other. Are you ready to take the leap with Manscaped? Join 2 million men worldwide that are using Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code CHPODCAST. Their fourth generation trimmer features cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin tape technology. It also gives you the ability to turn on that light, a 4000K LED spotlight on and off when you need a more precise shave, plus it's waterproof. So meaning when you can even shave in the dark and you don't have to worry about trimming your nutsack off. Seal the deal with Manscaped's liquid formulation, the Crop Preserver, or Ball Deodorant. And everyone knows that pumpkin spice lattes and Ball Deodorant go hand in hand. So remember, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code CHPODCAST at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Make your balls a priority this fall. Choose Manscaped and your balls are going to thank you. We're also sponsored by Spirit Leaf Waterdown, located at 64 Hamilton Street North in Waterdown, Ontario. If you're looking for Canada's top cannabis brand, look no further than Alex and his crew at Spirit Leaf Waterdown. They're going to be able to help you out with all the CBD and THD products that you need. Just remember to like our Instagram and their Instagram, and they're going to give you a discount when you go in store and go shop with them. You can't go wrong, and you're always going to have a great experience at Spirit Leaf Waterdown. Thanks, everybody. Enjoy the show. Have a great listen to the podcast, and we'll see you soon on the mat. That's how it is. All right. Hey, and everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Here we are. We are joined by just Michael and myself today. We're off for a really great show. We had an amazing weekend as far as jujitsu goes. Probably one of the biggest tournaments that Who's Number One has ever done with five different divisions, a whole tournament style actual match. And it took over a place of two days. It was fantastic. Mike, first thoughts when you look at this who's number one tournament, when we had the heavyweight division, we had a 185 and we had a 155 division for the men. And then for the women's division, we had a heavyweight division and a 115 division. There were so many different competitors. We had so many different matches happening. There was over 40 matches throughout the entire day. And that didn't even include a lot of the consolation type matches that were happening. When you look at all this type of event, before we get into some of the matches, what did what would you think, like, how big of an event that was and, like, how, how big this is going to kind of push the sport forward? Oh, this, I think it's going to push it uh, to the next level. I think they did – I think Flow Grappling and Who's Number One did a, did a tremendous job with setting up this tournament. There was, 
you know, five major brackets um, with, you know, with big cash prizes online for jujitsu standards, like, you know, grand prize of, you know, $30,000 for first place, um, top three or top three are, are taking away some money, a thousand dollars for every submission. So like, you know, these are things that you want to see if you want to see jujitsu get to the next level is you need to start seeing, you know, people being able to start to make a living just from competing and winning tournaments. I mean, there's other, you know, streams of income, of course, that we've talked about like DVDs, things like that. But I think now with, you know, ADCC coming next year and like, they'll be, they'll be paying out some money. And I think events like this, I think, you know, it's only onward and upward from here where you'll start to see more money like coming into the sport. So Aaron, what were your thoughts on the event? And like, what were some things that were highlights to you and, uh, you know, money-wise, like, what do you want to see uh, going forward with events like this? Like, who's number one? Well, I think, like you said, like, it just really helped push the sport forward as far as a professional level goes. And then also having this this tournament style, which was pretty crazy because you never really know what you're going to get with the tournament style because they're going to have upsets happen which we did have a lot of it which i really want to talk about today more than anything but you're going to have those upsets you're going to have some really good competitive matches and when money's on the line especially for the sub submissions you're going to have individuals really push the pace to find those subs try and get those extra dollars and cents into their their pocketbook so they were saying that they paid out almost twenty five thousand dollars in additional submission bonuses so they had their original purses twenty five thousand dollars in an initial uh sorry additional submission bonuses that was just pretty amazing to see that 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 many submissions were happening throughout the entire night and i think it's going to push the sport forward but like you said like that's the type of atmosphere you got to create for these athletes that they want more competition they want that money like that's what they're looking for and if we you're able to provide those types of platforms for them to succeed on that's what's going to push the sport forward i mean like I think, gordon ryan yeah. had a couple of different aspects of like okay here's how we're going to make the sport go forward and these guys got to get better at jujitsu and he's got his own opinion on certain things but when you break it down to the bare bones when we've been doing the, all these podcasts and what's the main thing we've been hearing from all our competitors that we've spoken to, it's all about cash. It's all about the cheddar. It's all about getting cash prizes. It's all about the cheddar. It's all about the Benjamins. It's all about paying the competitors a fair wage. Right. So, I mean, not every platform can do that because they might not have the funds for it but it, i think that's kind of like the where the sport's going especially on a professional end in the jiu-jitsu scene yeah absolutely i think it's i think it's a big thing it's getting more eyeballs on the sport so i think who's number one and flow grappling are doing an excellent job of that and i think it's it's getting sponsored it's like sponsorships as well so people are paying out you know, yeah. big money sponsors that are going to pay to advertise on their platform. And I think they're doing a good job of both of those things. And they're able to, you know, convert the subscriptions that they're getting. And then they're having some advertising streams of income. And now they're able to give, you know, you know, some money to competitors to, you know, compete, which, you know, before, you know, like a big, like a big payout was like, you know, like if you saw a tournament that paid out like $10,000, that was like, a, that was a big deal. Or even like $5,000, that was a big deal. Now you're getting into tournaments that like, well, you have ADCC, that's every, you know, every two years, but like now you're getting into, you know, tournaments that are paying like $50,000 a division. 
So I think it's just, it's a matter of time before you start seeing more and more, more the Benjamins as Aaron's putting it flowing into, into uh, sports jujitsu and you'll, you'll see plenty more opportunities for, you know, people to, to make some money. Aaron, what were, what were some things that stood out to you? Like uh, highlights for you upsets? What do you want? What do you want to kick off first? What were some things that stood out to you? Well, I, I think that's where it's a really good spot where we should start off, especially if it's in that tournament style, you're going to get a lot of upsets. You're going to get a lot of different matches that might not have happened. And then you're going to have different mindsets of all these different competitors that are coming into it. And maybe they thought they could walk through certain parts of the division and not take it seriously. I don't know if those were the game plans that these individuals had, but that's what we got. We got a whole bunch of different upsets, a lot of number one seeds knocked out in the first round. And also we had the biggest upset of the night, which is a heel hook that was not supposed to happen, which was the Tim Spriggs taking the victory in the heavyweight division. Nobody thought that he was going to beat the number one pound for pound. Well, not the, the number one current grappler right now being Kyan Duarte and actually submitting him with a outside heel hook, which was actually fantastic. Beautiful setup. And uh, I don't think a lot of people saw that coming. I think the one thing I found is like, I think Kynan might be, he may have some weaknesses to heel hooks because he has been caught by, he's been caught by Lachlan at ADCC. He's been caught yep. by Cyborg. I think maybe Tim Spriggs, you know, there may have been, he may have been, he, as you were saying, he may not be a bit of training as much, but he could have been, you know, doing some studying of, uh, you know, areas of opportunity, as Aaron likes to say, back at the, the place that we do not speak of, there's areas of opportunity to uh, where to attack. And I think, you know, I think he had a very good game plan and he was able to, you know, get into it, get in on a quick entry, got a quick fight and, and he finished it. He also had, he fought very strategically throughout as well. Um, you know, he had a very close kind of close strategical match with, match with Tex Johnson. He had a great uh, first round opening match as well um another another big upset i found was uh roberto imanez is getting uh getting heel hooked very quickly by the hillbilly yeah. hammer shout out to shout out to that man and from uh, daisy fresh and i don't know there's a there's a, a shot on instagram of like pausing in slow motion like oh, oh but, you know oh. roberto's okay hopefully is you know he has a, his he acl is not okay his acl <laughs> is ACL is not okay. So there, there was definitely, he got caught pretty good, stood up out of a heel hook. And there was a, I, I would say probably a, some significant, significant damage done, but hopefully, you know, he bet he bounces back very quickly. Um, yeah. Aaron, like Aaron, he, what, what was, he, go ahead. he got caught in that heel hook and I, like just the way the hillbilly just kind of turned right into it. And I was like, Oh, he's not moving. And it's that he just locked that leg right out. And yeah, it's, if you actually see the the picture of where his knee cap starts to move and actually where the heel is and where where the tibia and the fibia are rotating, That's you're like, nasty. no, this is not a good spot. Like, and that knee is not happy for sure. So definitely don't want to be in Roberto's shoes. I hope he recovers. Uh, definitely not cool. Um, especially when I looked at like some of the other upsets that were happening we looked at, there was a big controversy right at the beginning before, uh, even at the weigh-ins, which was Amanda Levy versus Gabby Garcia. 
and it was one weigh ins. I, I don't weigh in. I ate the pussy. <laughs> yeah. She didn't want to do the weigh. Or, or as you discovered, uh, the Filipino term is peck peck. But go on. Yeah, but we're not going to get into <laughs> that one. But um, yeah, she wasn't going to weigh in because of her contract and whatever. That was that whole controversy. And and you wonder if that's kind of like as they were saying on the at the announcers' tables, where like were they trying to was she trying to get into Gabby's head? or whatever right and i think what happened was gabby didn't take that match seriously because the way that she even looked right at the beginning she did look interested i think she thought she was going to put her pressure onto her the entire time and it didn't really go her way because why would it really go her way and gabby 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 pulled guard and then Amanda Lee, Amanda just really went right under for the double pass and just passed right into her and took her back right and had it had it sunk in rear naked choke right at the beginning of the match and like the only way that Gabby was at, her face was turning colors like if she didn't yeah. get that two handed grip on there she was going to sleep. Yeah, I I don't know I don't know if it was. I don't know if it's a combination of like maybe she's not training as much or taking it as seriously. Um, she, she's waiting for I think that, uh, Greg, that, that Craig Jones money. That's what it is. She wants that Craig Jones money, that, that big old, you know, 30, that, that only fans money. <laughs> oh, man. I, I think Aaron just shuddered from the, the thought of uh, Gabby Garcia on only fans. I think Aaron will be the first subscriber <laughs> to that one, but yeah, no, no. I digress. But I think, it, I think it was a combination of a few things. Like she could have also been get, gone and injured as well. Oh she yeah, she an, might be injured she, too, right? She may she may have had an injury that we didn't know about. I don't think I've ever seen Gabby Garcia pull guard in ever. So like I thought that was a very odd strategy, especially against somebody who like Amanda who is, you know, top game player, more MMA mm-hmm. base like jiu-jitsu is going to like probably like take down, take the back, scramble, things like that, which I was very surprised with that she pulled guard. Um, maybe she's just she's not studying these girls as much now so i i don't know i don't know what it is i don't know if it's a combination of the three things i don't know i thought i just thought it was it was very puzzling when i started to see her like pull guard multiple times i'm like especially as somebody who's like the bigger athlete going yeah. in typically yeah. the typically the strategy is like you want to use your size and strength either to a wrestle do you know play or like play on top after so i thought that was very puzzling of that but you know Shout out to Amanda. She did an awesome job. And uh, she uh, she notched a very, very big win. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I think one another one we have to look at was the uh, Michael, Mikey versus uh, Sousa fight. Which Gabriel Sousa, into, yep. Yeah, which turned into another upset. Everybody was kind of looking at Mikey as the number one seed going into that matchup. And yep. he got pulled a really good card. And yep. <laughs> you know, and it, it was, and they looked like a very good competitive match at the time where Mikey was being engaged. He was setting up his leg entanglements. He was being really sticky and working, trying to get different positioning. But then once he got his guard passed, and when Sousa trying to figure out how to pass that guard and get top position, Mikey was never really able to get nope. back to where he needed to be. And at that point, it was just too late, and it was over. Yeah. 
I think he just he just got caught. Also, you have to keep in mind, like he's giving up even at like 155. He's giving up. Oh some no, he's giving up. He's giving up some, size. I get he's it. He's definitely yeah. giving up some significant size there. Also, I think a lot of people are overlooking how good Gabriel Sousa is, considering you know he just won yeah. hands. So like he's 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 been game and he's been game a long time. He's a name that's really I think flown under the radar and like he's been he's been competing and winning and beating a lot of top tier guys for a while and like he's not really from a well he's from his like his own team like zr team it's not a big like it's not like an alliance or an autos where it's like a or a gracie baja or that that's like a big like household name when it comes to like you know competitive jiu-jitsu like he has he's from a smaller team that maybe doesn't get the recognition that maybe it deserves but like you know he's he's been very game for a long time like he's just recently won some big tournaments i think a lot of people were not giving him the credit that he's that he deserved going into this no i would agree with you on that one um and i think that's put respect to the name right and it's like it's a respect of my name that's it man like a lot of these guys that are coming out of the woodworks and not necessarily out of the woodworks sorry but they're they're beating top level competitors especially in these tournament style matches you're going to get these things, right? And you're going to get these upsets happen and you're going to have these matches that weren't expected to go on. And now they got a different game plan, game different fights. Cause like, like in any tournament, you're always going to look at the bracket. Okay. If I beat this guy, this is the next guy I'm going to have to fight. And I think a lot of people were looking forward to seeing Mikey versus uh Ty, And that never happened. Or Cade, you, you Cade, okay. you mean, yeah. Was it Cade, was Cade at that? Other Cade, Cade's fighting at like, Cade's fighting at 155, yeah. Okay, sorry, yeah. It's good, it's good to see you know the difference between two brothers. Afro, smaller guy. Ty, more jacked, just saying. Sorry. Sorry. Fucked up a long time ago. Yeah, whatever. But no, you know, Gabriel Seuss has been a name for a while. I think, you know, Mikey, I think is, you know, I, I think it just shows like every bracket like I laid out like who who you think's gonna win and looking at like how the eight lined up and there was a lot of there's a lot of upsets as we we're talking about but there's a lot of unpredictability I think especially at that level and like a tournament that happens over the weekend it's like a lot of crazy things have happened like for example like you know Cade in his semifinal like in his quarterfinal opener match he got a he got a Dars pretty quick and then he was fighting Josh Gennaros who ended up having like a, a knee injury very early on so there's a lot of things and there's a lot of unpredictability, especially at the, at, at this level. Like if, you know, somebody gets injured, like, uh, like for example, like Mason Fowler looked like a solid snake from uh, metal gear solid after. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of, a lot of crazy things that can happen. There's like injuries that can happen that can basically change a whole bracket. Or if there's like a big upset, which seemed to happen in almost every single, every single bracket, there was some sort of upset. I think at some point, Mm-hmm. where it didn't it didn't go quote unquote according according to plan um yeah. there's some other there's some other big upsets in there um where's roberto Jimenez we, we touched on mm-hmm. uh, Got, um what was the other one talked about uh tim spriggs getting heel hooked yeah oh we also had ty versus deontay that happened um that was i i don't consider it an upset that was just domination. It wasn't yeah it was just pure domination like he got guillotined to 10 seconds left in the match. I'm not sure if it was just because he didn't care at that point and he knew he was going to lose the decision anyways. Yeah. Um, what other matches? It was, a, you know, there was a lot of really good female matches. 
I'll be yes. honest with you. They yes. had a lot of really good female matches, especially in the 150, 115 division as well. Yep. They had yeah. a really good technical matches in that division. And I, I think like it was really cool to see, especially like uh, like a day of jujitsu tournaments that were really on high level standpoint. I thought like literally you could sit all day and watch these great events going on when yep. all these different competitors and you could at one point of the day you always had one match going on which was pretty cool to see yeah i i thought that was awesome i think uh some of the submissions of the tournament i would say so speaking of females is uh jessica Khan versus grace gundrum grace oh, pulling yes. out a twister from uh, twister yeah shout out to eddie bravo and uh flat earth 10 planet pulling off uh, probably the submission of the tournament. And I actually saw, I saw that uh, setup slowly creeping. I was like, oh, she's got the truck. Oh, yeah. she's got the, no, she's not gonna, oh, she's going for it. She's got it. <laughs> yeah, no, that was a really good technical match at the beginning. And I think it was the two of them just trying to set something up. And then it was, once they were able to figure out where she wanted to go, or you could see it creeping in bit by bit. What were some uh, highlights submission wise for you? What were some, some cool setups. Ty, Ty and Cade both had some crazy, crazy dart setups. They're they're finishing people left, right, and center with those. You know, uh, Cade, <laughs> Cade fin Speaking of Gabriel Susi, finished the finals with uh, with a nice uh, with a nice darts on Gabriel Sousa as well. Yeah, I mean, like the my favorite submission of the night was the Tim Briggs versus uh, Cayenne uh, heel hook, just because it was that was not the one anybody expected to see. I think everybody was expecting Kyan to just kind of dominate that match. And especially when you look at a guy like Tim Spriggs, who's training three days a week, has a full-time job, not necessarily a fully active competitor anymore. And being able to pull off that outside heel hook with a great setup and being able to step over from where he was, I thought it was a great sub and a great setup. It's absolutely awesome. What do you think of uh, another one of my other favorite subs by disqualification? Uh, Tex uh -oh. Johnson getting jackknife powerbombed into the mats by Orlando like, Sanchez, like who I, showed I, I, up and forgot that it, it, it was an ADCC. Like, like I want to know, like, like, does this guy read the rules at all? Like, because, like, how do you not know that you're not allowed to do that? Like, I, I think ADCC, you're allowed to do that, right? You're, yes, you you're, you're allowed to so you're allowed to slam out of submissions yeah you're allowed to slam out of it so like like you think like a guy like orlando sanchez who's been in the game a long time obviously has multiple adccs under his belt multiple different types of shows i think this is his first who's number one tournament that he's been on but like come on man like read the rule books like no go to the rules meeting like just just like pay attention on like you're a high level competitor right like i don't know but it's just like this guy has issues with everybody even like the last um big controversy he had was with sean strickland training at the club where he kind of like they were doing um hand pummeling and then he pummeled yeah. his hand into a wrist lock that might have been different though i think like sean strickland I, I, might that might, talking a little talking a little shit i think both of them that, were but... talking shit but like oh, just, probably it's just controversy everywhere it goes. Like the truth, that's what I mean. the truth is somewhere in the middle. Yeah, exactly. Right. So it's just like, 
I just said like a lot. I'm trying my best not to say like as much as I have. So as much I've as been I doing really so, well. Let me but, ask you a question, Aaron. Let me ask you. Or what do I what do I say all the time? If that if that will make you feel better. Let me ask you a question. I've been meaning to ask you. I've been meaning to ask. I've been meaning to ask you. I've been meaning to ask you this one question. It's like you've asked that three times already. How could it be? This is the only one you meaning, wanted to ask. I've been you've meaning said to the ask same, three, It's the same thing three times already, Mike. Well, maybe because like if you ever, if you if you just shut up once in a while, maybe I can ask my fucking questions. No, you know what? I ask questions that I think will be relevant towards what we're talking about. I, don't. I try my best to keep them relative and then I put a little spin of comedy in there if I need to. They're kind of like comedy up. I thought I, I, I thought it was the I thought it was the comedy side of things. And then you, you are edited, so not edited out half of our shit. <laughs> you are not the comedic inner voice of this entire podcast. I think neither one of us are, but we you try were, to I, if you think you were the together. comedic end, I was gonna say you're you're I don't know, you're more delusional than I don't know. I didn't say I was. <laughs> But anyways, Orlando Sanchez does not pay attention in rules meetings. So he decided to smash smash his way out of that. Tex Johnson moves into the second round to bite Tim Spriggs. Tim Spriggs then won the decision against Tex Johnson and then made his way into the finals. But a very tactical match against Tex, who's, you know, a very large, larger Larger has a very good open guard as well. Very yeah. dangerous with his heel hook and leg lock entries. And Tim um, Spriggs is underweight too. He's not even a true heavyweight. He's like he's got to be what I, I think he's been competing at heavyweight most of his career. So he's yeah, but he's but like if you look at the size of him and two hundred five, he's like maybe two hundred two hundred five. Yeah, he's, he's a two hundred fiver. Like he's not a big heavyweight though. Yeah, he's a smaller heavyweight. I mean, like maybe. Again, but that's just a beautiful thing about brackets, right? Where if it was Orlando against Tim Spriggs, maybe the match would have been different. Maybe things would have been yeah. changed, right? Who knows? Things, so, like, that's a beautiful styles, thing. Styles make fights, right. as no, they say. I agree, right? Speaking of oh, styles, I will say, um, over the weekend, we did have an amazing t- main title fight in the UFC, which was – Brian T city Ortega versus Alex uh, Volkanovsky for the, what was it? Flyweight flyweight championship of the world. Flyweight championship. Jeez. <laughs> a little, little vanilla midgets there. No, uh, it, was, but, it was the, it was the, uh, it, was, it was not the flyweight championship. Era. Was it bantamweight? It was, I believe it was bantamweight. It's oh, 130, bantamweight. 135 pounds. No, 145. 145 is featherweight. That's, that's featherweight. Oh, Peter what did Yon I say? And, uh, Ster- uh, Sterling I or uh, Jesus, Aaron, can you can you just read your notes? I got it. I did. I didn't see my notes at this point. So you didn't see my notes at this point. But it, wrote it I in will say, Brian Ortega has a slick submission game. Was able to oh, put on very three. Slick awesome submission attempts on Alex and he Alex was just able to get out just a little bit especially from that guillotine oh my like you saw him he was in trouble out of all the submission attempts that they had the guillotine was like I think the closest to the one being finished and it was so close. I thought the triangle was really close. The triangle well. was pretty tight too, but I think there was a, just like like a little. T- I'd have to watch it again, like a, as far as like a technical, maybe just couldn't finish it from there. But the gu- guillotine, oh my goodness, 
I thought that he was, was on. Done. That was on, especially from Mount too. Like I was from Mount, and and Andy was hurt at one point too. Like because he landed a, a clean shot on him, he was wobbled, and he grabbed his neck immediately and tried. Yeah, to talk so about like, a clean, a quick setup, but like just like in and out, boom, boom. And like it was really good. It was tight. And it was just that little less pressure on the hips, and he wasn't able to just finish it. He wasn't just able to to sprawl on the hips, but yeah, you know, Alex did a tremendous job. He's also somebody he's been training at or training with uh, Craig Jones yeah, exactly. recently as well. So Craig, I think he actually credited Craig a lot with, you know, a lot of his submission defense and a lot of his uh, jiu-jitsu prep going, going into this. So I think uh, Craig helped him tremendously with that and probably showed him the, the ins and outs of OnlyFans jiu-jitsu started up at a B team. Yeah, no, which, and, and which maybe my new, which maybe my new favorite team, uh, team, uh, team name out there, the B team. This well, is like a C. This is like a C team level podcast, but the B team down there. Yeah, no, you know what? Like, I think they're gonna have a good thing going on, especially if they're all on the same page of what they want to accomplish, especially as kind of a group. I think one of the best shirts that they have is um, Craig's um, Mex ground. Mexican ground karate. Mexican ground karate. I'm like, God damn, karate. that's borderline racist. But like, it's cultural <laughs> appropriation, Aaron. Leave it alone. Oh man, but Mexicans um, are Mexicans want royalties. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but um, that definitely, I think they have a good group down there. I'm. I think everybody really at this point wants to be the fly on the wall when these guys are all talking or especially when the Danaher death squad announced that they were going to separate and become two separate units. And I think what's happening now is those kind of truths are starting to come out that as we were saying before, like Nikki rod has come out and kind of said that we needed to cut the poison away. There was a poison that we needed to get away from Danaher was always there, but he wasn't. And he even said, he's like, Danaher wasn't teaching us stuff. It was all of us teaching us each other things and all that kind of jazz. Where I'm like, hey, I don't know if you want to be saying that about John, but I mean, I'm not in the room, so I can't really say much, but I understand the rest of those guys were all kind of feeding off each other. But, but Danaher was yep. the, the wizard. He was the guy who put everything together. And to make sure everybody made sense out of everything. So now they're not going to have that voice in the room anymore. So I don't know. How do you feel about Nikki Rod kind of saying those types of things and the cutting the poison away? And cutting what do you think poison. that poison was? I don't know. Maybe it, it starts with uh, it rhymes with Ford and Fion. Maybe <laughs> uh, maybe it rhymes with that. Maybe maybe it was just something entirely uh, altogether. I think what happens is when you have. In, in the history of jujitsu, like every major superpower team that you want to think of, like Brasa, mm -hmm. um, Brasa, Alliance, Gracie, Baja, they've all had those like conflicts and splits at some point that have resulted in like, you know, people leaving for other teams or like, I'm going to leave and start my own team or I'm going to... I, it, it's happened everywhere. It's like for like for example, like uh, like you know, one one that I I was like I was a you know like I'm a Gracie Humaita rep as well. But like there has been even splits within there. Like for example, Solo Hubero split from Hoyler Grace for example and started Hubero Jiu Jitsu. Like that's yeah. that's a split there. So I think every I think it comes down to like everybody eventually kind of wants to do their own thing and they want to they want to almost like have their own. Um, philosophy and 
their own, I guess, like create, I think there's a lot of times when it comes down to just like creative differences. This may be like, yeah. you know, oh, maybe they, they don't see eye to eye with how like an association or something should be running or, and then they, they decide one day, like, you know what, I want to start my own affiliation or association and this is what I want to do with it. So I think I could, it could if it's in a, I'm not saying they're going to be like, you know, two different associations, but I think it just comes down to when you have that many also egos in the room as well. So you have a lot of people that are gunning to be number one in the room and you have like, you know, 15, 20 people all, all doing that. Eventually not everybody's going to be on the same page and there's, there's going to be people that are going to want to maybe gravitate and want to train maybe more with each other. And there's, you know, there's a lot of egos and a lot of things to, to keep in check. And I don't think there's any coach in the world that can keep that, keep that in line forever. Yeah, no, I'd agree with you. Um, it's going to be interesting to see, especially when these TU teams, so new wave jujitsu and the B team, B teams, like when they start ending up on the opposite brackets, you could call them, you could call them the B team. (laughs) That's when it's going to get interesting when you got the main players. So like guys like Craig Jones, Gordon Ryan, um, Ethan, Nikki Rod, um, All those guys, Nikki Ryan, all these guys are going to end up facing other guys from New Wave when they're on the opposite sides of the brackets. And we're going to see where those individuals, again, like how those matches go, obviously who's obviously taking those matches as well. Because I think it's going to come down to prides, like who's winning these matches, who's, who's the more dominant team, where, where was the actual talent, right? Was it within the competitors? Was it within the coaching? That's what we're going to see. I think it's going to be very interesting. Um, we're going to see a lot of that in ADCC 2021. You can potentially see, you know, Nikki Rod versus Gordon Ryan happening that year. There's a strong chance, especially if Gordon follows through with, I think he wants to move up and, and fight plus 99 kilos. Nikki Rod's going to be fighting plus 99. Now, are they going um, and, to let and, Gordon and Ryan, gonna, are they going to let him do the super fight and the division? Well, that's the ultimate question. So if he's allowed to, he, he said he wants to fight his division and he wants to do the super fight with Galvao. Now it's the question is, are they going to allow him to or not? Yeah. So if he's allowed, he's going to be doing plus 99 and you have potentially two big, two big fights of them, the rematch with Kynan, which we've covered. And you also have potentially a new match with uh, Nikki Rodriguez to, to happen at ADCC and, you know, looking at the card ADCC 2021, I think it's going to be absolutely insanely stacked. Um, we got to get some tickets to Vegas. We may have to choke out Dylan Dynas in the process. Fuck oh that my guy. god! Don't even get me fucked. We'll hit up, up, we'll hit up the Jersey Shore and just jump him. You know what? Like, I, it's almost sad at this point to even like beat on a guy when he's down. Where it's like you're trying to be like. Like, why are people even listening to this dude anymore? Because, and, but like, it, he sucks you in, right? He sucks you into the shit and you want to talk about him. Like, even though we're talking about him right now, we're giving him airtime, <laughs> right? And it's just because he does that to people and he's an absolute waste of garbage. <laughs> like, we need, to, we need to figure out how, we need, we need to figure out that. And then we can actually maybe get like more than 10 people listening to this podcast. It'd be tremendous. <laughs> Yeah, but like <laughs> that guy, for whatever reason, people get 
but he's good at what he does. Like he's able to get people sucked into talking about him and just talking nonsense. And it's like, we want it. Like I wanted to see him fight Jake Paul. I wanted Jake Paul to like beat the absolute piss out of him. And he would have, I really do think that. And now that he's like injured and trying to start fights at bars and getting choked out by a security guard with legs crossed. It's like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> I mean, in all fairness to the guy, the guy's in basically a leg brace. So it's like, why are you being a complete douchebag in a bar when you're a complete ver- like? I don't know, the guy is just—he's just dumb. It's 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 dumb and he's over. Like, whatever. It is what it is. It is what it is. He's had ACL surgery. Um, can we can we see Aaron Gall versus Dylan Dynas in the in a no? Super he'll fight kill in the me. He'll he'll kill me for sure. I'm not saying I'm a better at jujitsu than, but like like, like it, ah. you're just saying maybe you're a better human being than him. Oh, you're that, better, that better I would looking. Say. I would, I would you have more say. of a soul, more of a soul than he does, even though you're a ginger. Like all all these things, like you're just better than him on so many levels. Re- more real than he is like he's you're all fake. real like you're keeping i like, it, you're keeping it i just real. keep it as like I, I don't flash money i don't have i have none <laughs> like, <laughs> i'm broke so, motherfucker i'm broke i'm broke i don't need crb anymore but still like <laughs> i'm, I'm broken my... from the i'm broken from the cra but I'm still trying to make my way. <laughs> CRA, where's my money, bitch? Where's yeah, basically. My money? But no, I think we we do have a lot of new topics coming up down the pipeline. We do have a lot of new guests coming up as well. So you're going to, October is going to be a huge month for us. We have a ton of guests lined up for the month. So do look forward to that. We also have a lot of technique videos coming down the pipeline, especially to our YouTube channel. So if you get a chance, obviously go to the YouTube channel, make sure you subscribe and like, share that stuff, get it out there. And if there's anything that you guys want to see, particularly on the channel, make sure you let us know. So we'll actually show it, especially when we talk about breakdowns or we even get into like different UFCs or even kind of the newest event that just happened. We can start breaking those things down for you guys as well. And you know what I don't want to see is your hairy nuts. So you need to trim them with the new trimmer from Manscaped 4.0, the lawnmower, don't use that shit on your face. Use it on your own nuts. Use promo code CH podcast. Get yourself 20% off. Spirit Leaf Waterdown, 64 Hamilton Street North. CBD THC CH podcast. Get yourself 10% off when you get your products in heavy air quotes for those listening to this audio. Your products, if you know what I'm saying because I don't want to get demonetized here, but they're, gr- they're green and they're good for you. CH podcast, 10% off, only at Spirit Leaf Waterdown, located at Aaron. That's at 64 Hamilton Street North in Waterdown, Ontario. <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody, thanks so much for listening to the Choking Hazard podcast. We look forward to seeing you soon. See you soon on the map.